Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hi, everybody. Hello. 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 I feel like I'm about to have a long introduction to what we're doing today. (laughs) Even though it's not that complicated, I feel like I have a lot to say. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Just tell me. Oh, thank you. Um, so first things first, that has nothing to do with the skill we're about to talk about and has everything to do with just my life. Um, <laughs> my husband and I are going through a home remodel and he is going to be doing some work around the house while I, you know, as you guys know by now, I record in my walk-in closet. So I'm just like pedaling away in here <laughs> but he's gonna be working in the background so if you hear pounding banging? on the walls yeah banging things like that he's don't be alarmed installing doors yes he's installing some doors today that's what he's doing i told him he could only do it downstairs but it may be something you hear on the recording so First of all, that's a thing. Um, (laughs) And so now I'll talk about like the actual DBT introduction of what we're doing today. Um, So today we're doing the final, the final acronym. Oh, there are no more acronyms after this. I didn't even realize. Oh my goodness. We're done. This feels somehow significant. It does. Yeah. So there's definitely still some more skills we're going to talk to you guys about. For sure. We've got a lot more to go. But this is the last acronym. How crazy. Okay. So anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I think we mentioned it when we were introducing interpersonal effectiveness. But within the interpersonal effectiveness module, there are these three big skills that are all acronyms. The first is dear man. The second is give. And the third is fast. And that's what we're getting into today is talking about FAST. It's the third and final big acronym within the interpersonal effectiveness module. So to recap real briefly, with Dear Man, you're using that when you're making a request. With Give, you're using that if you're wanting to build a connection with somebody, keep a relationship strong or repair a relationship if an apology is warranted. Fast is used when you are trying to basically stand up for yourself and your values, mm-hmm. more or less. Um, yeah, hold boundaries, some, say no. Yeah, hold boundaries and say no, exactly. For some of you people who may, I don't know, be well-versed in DBT out there, you may be thinking to yourself, well, with your man, you can say no, too. And Kate and I don't talk about that at all, really. (laughs) We don't teach it that way. Um, It is true that when you're using dear man, you can replace the part where you make a request, the A, the assert part of dear man. You can replace that with asserting yourself and saying no. You can do that. It's one way to say no to someone. But Kate and I both far prefer using this fast skill when you are saying no to someone, setting a boundary, um, turning someone down for something that they're asking of you. This is the skill that we recommend for that more than dear man. 
So if any of you are kind of like, well, you can use Dear Man for that. You can. We just recommend using Fast instead. <laughs> you do so, yeah. you, but we like Fast. <laughs> yes, we like Fast when it comes to saying no. Um, because a lot of times the reason for why you're saying no has to do with something related to your values um, or... I don't know. These are just good principles to apply when you're saying no. These are good things to remember and keep in mind, each of these four components of FAST. Um, the final thing I'll say, and then Kate, you can tell me if I'm missing anything, is that similar to give, right? Dear man, you had to go in order for the deer. That was how that skill works. And then the man part, you kind of sprinkle throughout. Give, you just do all four of those things more or less simultaneous. It's kind of a way of being. In no particular order. Yeah, it's a way of being. Fast is like give. These four things do not have any kind of an order. There's lots of overlap. You're probably going to be doing all of them more or less at once. <laughs> so it's very similar to that. So that feels important to also say before we explain what each of the letters stands for. Am I forgetting anything? I already feel like I am just talking, talking, talking. No, I don't. I don't feel like that was too long, and I don't feel like you forgot anything. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I, appreciate that. I mean, I, the thing I I don't know because I'm annoying. I don't know. I just hate annoying. Well, I hate that. I, I don't know. It's just you know, it's a normal DBT acronym. So you know, like the A starts with an N. You know, anyway. Oh, just... right, right, right. Yeah, we'll explain that <sighs> as we go along. But you guys probably are aware of this by now. Oh, they must be. Anybody that's been like, there has tuned in on any of the other <laughs> right? acronyms. I think please is the first acronym we talked about. Ugh. And please was already a very weird acronym. Physical with the illness. PL standing for physical illness. Like, what? Anyway. Yeah. You'd think they you didn't guys, know the spell. You guys I don't know it. how to GBT spell, and I know things. that it's better than that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, Kate, take it away. Take it away. All right. Take it away. So, <laughs> the F in FAST stands for be fair, because what we were just complaining about. Um, but I, I don't know. I really like this one, because I think that... No, I'm going to rewind. So, being fair basically means to be fair to yourself and to the other person in that situation. Um, so, it's validating your own feelings and wishes as well as the other person's. And I think the reason I like this one so much is, I don't know, oftentimes when we're trying to hold our boundaries, when we're saying no about something, when we're turning someone down, like when we're in any one of these positions where it can feel a little adversarial, even just for a moment, there can be this real tendency towards... No, this is an exaggeration, but kind of demonizing the other person, right? Like um, seeing yourself as better or seeing yourself as more right or seeing yourself as, you know, I don't know, defensive against the, right? Like there's, there's just this lot of like, I don't know, me versus them. And whenever we think about that, we certainly want the them to be worse than the us, <laughs> than the me. Right? So uh, that can be one way that this often shows up as imbalance, I think, in a normal interaction if you're not thinking about this. And the other way is actually the exact opposite. So many of us, I know, I at least personally struggle with this, certainly, um, have such a hard time saying no, have such a hard time turning someone down, have such a hard time holding boundaries, that we can actually be really invalidating to ourselves. Like, you're such a bad friend, you're such a bad daughter, you're such a bad sister, you're such a bad whatever, like, you don't give back, you're just selfish you're right whatever we can be really dicks to ourselves too right so i like the be fair because i think it is a 
good and necessary reminder to not do that. You don't have, no one has to be bad, right? No one has to be the enemy. No one, you, you don't have to be a dick to anyone, it turns out. <laughs> in order to hold your boundaries um, and in order to, you know, stand stand firm on a thing. Uh, Michelle and I are going to do uh, what's that thing called where we work about brain. Play. Thank you. Lord have mercy. Um, we're going to do a role play later. So hopefully there will be more like, I don't know, you'll be able to see an example of how, because uh, ah, I get to pick on Michelle this time. She gets to be the one doing the skill. Um, <laughs> Which makes me happy because I had to do that for dear man. But um, like, so we get to demonstrate this, but basically this is about the idea of coming into this with the assumption that you're both people, that you both have a right to, on the one hand, the person making the request has a right to make it and you have an equal right to say no, right? That this, it sort of levels the playing field, I guess, um, this idea of being fair. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Do you have anything to add, Michelle? Not too much to add because I really like what you talk about there and emphasized, which was that nobody's the bad guy. Yep. That's really what fair is about. Um, and it made me think back to the myths episode mm -hmm. because we talked about that quite a bit in that episode about how like neither like you're not wrong for asking the other person isn't wrong for asking the other person isn't wrong for saying no you're not wrong for saying <laughs> no <laughs> and just that that's really coming back here yep with talking about fast is that you know it's it's fair to ask for what you would like and it's also fair to yourself to not overextend yeah your needs and, and wants and desires are valid and so are theirs hundred percent. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. I don't think I have too much more to add on besides that. So. Cool. All right. Okay. On cool. to you. On to me. Um, I don't know, Kate, tell me <laughs> what you think. <laughs> so with give, right. I'm thinking back to that episode. The V is like the star of the show. Uh, with give. So much. It's the most important of the four letters. They're all important, but V the V, the validation, really gets emphasized. There's so many pages of, in the book about it, dear God. Yes, so many pages. Um, I kind of feel like for fast, it's the A. I, I don't know if you feel that. that way, but this this is a big part of fast. I see. Now, I would say, I don't know if I would give it just you, the big part of fast, S? but I think it's, yeah, I do kind of, but I think that this is the biggest thing to take out of fast into yes. life. So, that's true. That's where I would get behind it. I don't know if it's the biggest part of this single skill, but I think if yeah. you take nothing else away from this skill. <laughs> remember this. Remember, remember this the A. One. Yes. So that's, that's no, what I think. I actually think I do agree with you with how you're putting it. You probably get at the heart of it <laughs> with, <laughs> with the S in a moment. But this A piece is crazy, crazy, crazy important. Yes. Um, so the A stands for no. Apologies. <laughs> oh, GBT. Um, but yeah, no apologies. That's what the A stands for. So I would say, I mean, all of this stuff with DBT is a work in progress. I'll speak for myself in the case. Maybe you can speak <laughs> to your stuff after I talk about it a little more. But all this stuff with DBT is a work in progress for myself 
regularly, right? DBT skills take a lot of work. They take a lot of effort. And this specific letter within FAST <clears throat> is one of the things that is most hard for me to work on. <laughs> and remember, um, because what it's really getting at here is to not apologize if you don't have anything to apologize for. And I was just talking about this with someone the other day. I can't remember who or what the context was. But they said something about how basically they've tried to eliminate the words I'm sorry from their life Ooh. and to try to replace those words with other things. Like, what do you really mean when you're saying I'm sorry? What are you trying to say? Because I'm sorry can mean so many different things. Yeah, it can mean mea culpa. It can also mean I have sympathy for you. It can mean, yeah, so many things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of times when we say I'm sorry at least for myself. <laughs> a big reason why I'm saying it is I don't actually think that I did anything wrong. I just don't want the other person to get upset with me. So it seems as if to myself, okay, if I say I'm sorry, then they're not going to get mad at me. That's, that's a myth that I hold, right? Um, so I apologize to try to prevent a conflict from starting. That is a thing that I still do <laughs> a lot in my life. Or the minute that I make any kind of mistake, I say, I'm sorry. Um, even though I am human, <laughs> we all make mistakes. I did not have ill intent at all. <laughs> but it feels like the placeholder for maybe saying, oops, I messed up. Or, oh, I, I, I didn't mean to do it like that or whatever it is. I'm sorry just kind of replaces all of that. So the purpose of saying no apologies within the context of fast is to not say that you never apologize. That is not what we are getting at here. Because within the context of give, depending on what's going on and why you're using give in that moment, you might be using give because you're wanting to offer a really gentle, kind apology to someone when you did do something that you reflected on and you went, crap. Like, <laughs> I really messed up. I did not mean to do that. I apologize. That's very different than in the context of fast. Because in the context of fast, you do not have to say that you are sorry for saying no to someone. And this is where a lot of times we do it, right? Somebody can be like, hey, can you help me move this weekend? And rather than saying like, oh, I already have other plans, I can't. Sometimes we just say, oh, sorry, I'm not available. Some, and yeah, all so much. <laughs> you're getting at the same thing, but like, why do you need to apologize for not being available? <laughs> um, so this is something that we do a lot when we're saying no to someone, we feel so guilty about saying no, that we just, like, the apology just comes out. <laughs> because we get taught from a very young age that when you, I mean, when you do something wrong, but also that I'm sorry are the words that you say when somebody is upset with you or when you're doing something that maybe somebody else doesn't like, that you're supposed to apologize for that. We get conditioned 
from a very young age to apologize for a wide array of things that don't always warrant. Well, especially not to say that there aren't (laughs) plenty of gentlemen out there in the world that have a similar struggle with this and other things like that. And, you know, I can't speak to cultures around the world, but especially in America, women get socialized the fuck into this. Like, I like... To apologize yeah. for, I mean, just everything. Just for, I, I think one of the Existing. one of the lines here is no apologizing for having an opinion, and mm-hmm. I think that like we're just taught to soften our messages with apologies, mm-hmm. is a big yeah. part of the sort of social social indoctrination uh, for women, especially in America. Is like before you speak up, before you say anything, you're just like apologize randomly at the beginning of everything. <laughs> No, that's totally what I was just thinking about. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've started a conversation. Like, I don't know, like walking into the boss's office, you know, when you knock on the door and you say, I'm sorry to bother you. Immediately. Yep. Immediately. You're leading with an apology. But, you know, I have a good reason for going in there to talk with my boss about something. Why do I, why do I need to apologize for, again, wanting to make a request or wanting to bring something up? But we do this. I'm sorry if this comes out wrong, you know, all of this. And I mean, it's certainly happened on the podcast. I've caught it at times where I think you and I both have apologized to each other of like, oh, oops, like, you know. Well, and it's I also the thing people up. screw up the most when they're doing, when we have like actual groups doing this in the role play. Oh this my is gosh. the thing that people have the hardest time. Hardest time when we do the fast role play. Yep. Is we do catch typically in every group at least one person saying, I'm sorry. And I even almost did it. And I caught myself probably very intentionally because we're talking about the skill, but I almost wanted to apologize at the beginning of this episode where I was just like, oh, my husband's doing some work around the house. I almost wanted to be like, I'm really sorry if this is loud or if this interferes, but like, I don't need to apologize for that. You're not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. (laughs) And then even in that scenario, which is again, I think a really common way it comes up for women is apologizing for another person. Oh gosh, yes. I can't control what my husband is going to do downstairs, how loud he's going to be. I can't control that. You are not but your there's husband's this temptation. Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> and yet there's this temptation to still apologize for it. Yeah. Because, again, it's that myth that, okay, if I apologize, then it will make it okay. And it's just not. And there's often just no need. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. you're apologizing. I think, actually, as you were talking, I was thinking about how well this ties into, the, like, the being fair thing. But I think a mm-hmm. lot of the times that we're apologizing, we're apologizing because we're not being fair to ourselves. We're assuming that our own wants, desires, needs, situation is less important than what the other person wants from us. So we feel yeah. guilty for it. So we apologize because we, we really actually do feel like we're doing something wrong when we're not. Like, yeah. uh, because we're not being fair. Very true. Yeah, we are perceiving that our needs are not as important as that other person's. And so, yeah, we're not being fair to ourselves when we're apologizing unnecessarily for something that we don't really need to apologize for. The other thing that DBT talks about with this no apologies piece that I think is really important is even though I've up until this point been placing a lot of emphasis on the words, I'm sorry, and verbal apologizing is our body language (laughs) can look very much like we are ashamed and sorry and guilty and all of that with how we present ourselves. So this is where that appear confident piece from Dear Man really comes into play as well with 
fast. If I could have the A stand for two things, it would stand for <laughs> no apologies and appear confident. Um, because it, it's really important that your body language matches what you're saying and what you're wanting to get across. So even if you're not saying the words, I'm sorry, but you're slumped over, you're looking down, your voice is quiet, you're mumbling, all of that, <laughs> you can still be conveying the essence of saying, I'm sorry, through your body language. Mm -hmm. Even if, again, you don't have anything to feel guilty or bad about. Um, so... I don't know, Kate, anything else you want to add on? You were giving good thoughts throughout, but any final thoughts on that one? No, no, it was a bit of forward? a, what is it, interrupting cow? Moo! Sorry. Uh, no, it was very helpful. I appreciate it. <laughs> the, uh, no, I mean, the only thing that you didn't mention that they mentioned on the sheet, but I do think it's worth mentioning is the no invalidating the valid. I think that comes mm. back to the fair thing again, but just like, I don't know. I, 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 in your thing, like, can you help me move? No, I already have plans. Like, so we can have to be like, oh, I already made plans. And so, you know, I know, you know, I could move. The, I don't know. You get to the point where, again, if you're not being fair to yourself or to others, that you can invalidate the the valid stuff. And I think that's another way that apologizing can show up without the words apologizing. You know, sorry. Yeah, that that's really true. The way that I think about that one is um, we can have, again, valid reasons for why things happen that are outside of our control. I can't tell you how many times I've said to someone, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late. There was so much traffic. Well, I'm not responsible for the traffic. <laughs> the traffic is a valid reason for being late. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I may have left my house right on time and then, oh, there's all this construction and the, you know. Or there was an accident or there was I don't need to apologize for traffic. I did not create it. I did not do it. I did not cause it. I do not need to apologize for it. But how often that happens. And again, all we need to say is, I'm going to be running a few minutes late. Traffic was really bad. Yep. That's it. We don't need to add in that part because there, again, can be many valid circumstances that happen that we can take responsibility for when we absolutely do not need to and then it's invalidating i guess this thing that was really outside of our control by like making it sound like we need to be in control of it so i don't know that's how i think of that one I like um, it. but i'm sure there's a couple different ways to look at it nice all right on to the s yeah yeah let's do the s this is also really really important yeah I'm, yeah i've been seeing being like it's so straightforward seeming but it's very hard to do uh so the uh -huh. s stands to stands to stands for uh stick to values right stick to your own values and my goodness is that hard <laughs> yep <laughs> right there's i mean on so many different levels right so, so first of all to stick to your own values you have to be clear on what they are right and that can be really hard to to learn in the first place, right? Not, not everybody spends time sitting around like, I don't know, contemplating their values, right? This is not necessarily a, I don't know, regular activity in a lot of people's lives. But also, even if we have a, you know, pretty decent, pretty clear understanding of our own values, when we get into a situation where we're anxious or where we're stressed or where we feel pressure from someone else, we can kind of lose track of them. 
right? We can, we can get kind of lost about it. So I don't know. I think about values as kind of an anchor, right? Like, I don't know, like a, like literally like a boat with an anchor, right? Like you might move around a bit. <laughs> like there has to be an amount of flexibility, you know, to respond to the situation to, to, you know, yeah, be flexible, right? Rather than entirely rigid, but the anchor is staying in the same place. You never move too far away from it, uh, right? You're, 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 you're tethered to that thing and there's only so much wiggle room <laughs> without moving the anchor, right? And you don't want to move the anchor, right? It's important. It's a, it's a safety net. It's, it ties you to who you are, right? And also it's, to me, one of the best ways to reassure yourself about a decision, about a boundary about anything is if you can look at what you're doing, what you're or not doing <laughs> and go, you know what, that is in line with my values. That is the person that I want to be. That's how I want to move through this world. Well then, I don't know, uh, fuck yeah. Right. Like that's, that's what you need, right? There's other people can hate what you're doing. Other people can hate you for what you're doing. Other people can be disappointed. Other people can be hurt. Other can people like there's so many reactions that other people can have. But if you can look at yourself and honestly say, I am acting in line with my own values. I want to say that that's all you need, which is true, but nearly impossible to feel in the moment entirely. But it leaves a lot, right? It's a lot to come back to. It's a good way to reassure yourself. Like this person may be really angry with me, but if I did what they wanted me to do, I would be stepping out of line with my own values. And that's not a price I'm willing to pay to avoid this conflict. Um, one of the things that it does say on the DBT sheet itself is don't sell out your values or integrity for reasons that aren't very important. Um, and that, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking about, right? To, to sell out your integrity, to, to, to lose track of your values or act against your values or beliefs is a, it's a really high cost. Are there never any times when it's the right answer? No. I mean, the world is full of fucked up shit. Um, and sometimes we are put in places where compromising our values in that moment is actually the correct decision. But those are rare. Mm -hmm. Those are few and far between. Um, because it not only has a cost to you in the literal moment, because if you're doing something against your values, you're probably going to feel pretty gross about it. Like, you're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to have an emotional toll in the moment. But it also has a longer standing emotional toll. Right? It it can lead to a lot of self-judgment. It can lead to, like, questioning who you are. It can lead to, yeah, so a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-criticism, a lot of a sense of being lost, right? I, I do. I really think of values as this kind of anchor. And if you think about, you know, and if you pull up anchor, suddenly you're adrift, right? And that, that's scary. That's hard. That's bad. <laughs> right? So the, the stick to your values. I, this is why, you know, Michelle and I were talking about this a little bit. I think this is the most important thing for fast because, I think this is how you weather the response other people have to <laughs> using this skill. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, if you are someone who's normally a bit of a doormat, right? If you tend to roll over, if you tend to give in, if you tend to do what other people ask, and you suddenly start practicing this skill, first of all, 
hell yes to you. Good job. And second of all, the people around you are probably going to have a response. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, I'm sorry, did you just say no? <laughs> like, right. What? <laughs> that, you never say no. What even? Who even are you? What even is happening? Right? People can suddenly accuse you of being selfish, of being unkind, of being... I don't know if you're a chick, a bitch, right? Like, there's all sorts of things that people can really hurl at you. If this hasn't been your way of moving through the world, and now it is, like, and now you're trying it on, you're trying to do this. And I think that reminding yourself of your values kind of, I don't know, if we're going with a visualization, which, oh, now I want that to, oh, maybe close. Oh, anyway, sorry. My, my brain's like, this is a, this might be a better closing moment than the thing that I <laughs> had thought about. Uh, sorry, that's Kate's brain working in real time. But the, like that that anchor, that, that's how you hold on. That's how you hold on to yourself through the barrage of negative responses that can come from the outside. Now, the healthier the relationships you're in, the more likely the people are the people around you are to celebrate you doing this. Right. If there's if it's a healthy, functional, like good relationship and you tell people, hey, I'm trying out actually staying, saying no and standing up for myself and my values, people will be like, hell yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, That'd be excited for yes, you. Yes. <laughs> right. And I don't know, maybe there are people out there that have nothing but healthy relationships. Um, But chances are there's someone in your life who isn't going to like this. So um, I think of sticking to your values is not only being a very important thing to do like as a part of the skill, but being the way you soothe yourself in the face of um, a pushback against mm-hmm. this, you using the skill. Um, yeah. What do you think? What do you have to add? Yeah. I mean, the thing that just comes up for me with sticking to your values is this idea, which is so cliche, but like of peer pressure. Oh, yeah. And if anyone wants to kid themselves that peer pressure ends when you graduate high school, you are delusional. (laughs) (laughs) Like peer pressure can come about in big or small ways. Like I think about driving and if it's really important to you to go the speed limit and someone behind you decides to lay on their horn because you're not going fast enough for them. <laughs> They're wanting you to go faster. You can, you know, you in that moment have a choice of like, I'm either going to stay going the speed limit or okay, fine, I'll speed up and, you know, okay. <laughs> kind oh, of a thing. I have a base. I have a great, I have a perfect example, Michelle. Do it. Say for it. right now in life, we're both therapists mm-hmm. during COVID and we are actually making different decisions about going back to the office or not. Yeah. And I think this is something where there's a lot of peer pressure, both directions, depending on who you're listening to, about in our community, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, OMG, don't go back. You're dumb, immoral, whatever, right? <laughs> like, and yeah. then there's people who are like, OMG, you owe it to your clients to go back as soon as possible, blah, 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 right? Like, Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of peer pressure coming down either way, right? And we, here we are, yeah. adults in a professional field, <laughs> and there's even peer pressure there. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. that just occurred to me. Yeah, that's a good example. And even just non-professionally, I've heard this a lot with different clients or just with friends of mine or whatever it is. Different people have different values mm-hmm. around what to do with COVID. Yep. Oh, um, my gosh, yes. So many differing opinions out there. Um, and yes, I mean, there are some pretty clear black and white, ooh, that's definitely violating what the CDC says. But there are people who are like, I will not go spend time with anybody outside my household for 
any reason. Yep. And then there are other people that are like, I will go see someone outside my household if we're meeting outside, if we're six feet apart, if, you know, Wearing masks, whatever, blah, blah, whatever blah, blah. it is. Yep. And I, I've heard of a lot of varying conflicts. I even saw this a little bit within my own family where, like, my mom was really wanting my brother to come to, you know, she wanted to see my brother and she was like, come over. And she was talking about, you know, oh, we'll do this to make it safe. We'll do that to make it safe, you know, so on and so forth. And my brother actually did a really good job of sticking to his values and being like, nope, we've kind of decided that, like, just we don't want to really see anybody outside of our household right now. And this was at a time where, like, I don't know, shelter in place was just getting lifted and... It's just a weird time, you know? Um, but he, he basically said, nope, yep. we, we don't feel comfortable with coming over. It feels too high risk for us. So I think we are seeing a lot of this with COVID stuff. Yep. For sure. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I really think of with sticking to values, like values is this big word. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, though, sometimes how I think about this is just when you say no to anyone, for anything, you are saying no for a reason. And I think it's about just knowing what your reason is at that time. Being honest with yourself. And I mean, I'm going to get into this a little bit with the T. Maybe being honest with that other person too. Um, <laughs> but to really just recognize, like, why am I saying no? You know, I'm saying no to, you know, maybe it's something like, yeah, if your friend is asking you to help them move and maybe you don't have anything on your schedule. You could go do it, but maybe your back's been kind of bothering you lately. Like, okay, what's more important to you? Staying home and taking care of yourself in that way or going to help that friend, even if it means pushing yourself a lot. And, you know, whether whatever answer is up to you. But I think it's just about kind of like just being clear on what your answer is. And a lot of times, at least I see this or I feel tempted with this sometimes, it's really easy to sometimes just blame outside sources Mm. or blame other things. Like rather than being really honest with ourselves of like, no, I'm saying no because I just, I'm I'm already going to have a really busy day and I don't want to add one more thing to it. I just want to go home and sit on the couch. Like... Just knowing the reasons for why you're saying no, I think can be really empowering and to not put blame on anything else, <laughs> just to really own it within yourself for the reasons why you may be saying no for something. Yeah. Values can be big or small, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so that's kind of how I think of it. But yeah, there's really, there's lots of different ways to look at the sticking to your values piece. Um, but it really is just honoring like what what you need <laughs> at the end of the day so okay nice. um last letter the yep last letter um so the t stands for be truthful <laughs> so if we did this acronym i'm just gonna be weird if we did this acronym the way that dbt wanted it it would be b n s b whatever that was stand for Goodness. be fair no apologies stick to values and be truthful. Right. Um, so silly. So silly. So with the being truthful, I think I... When did I say this? Mm, the myths episode, I mm-hmm. think. 
I I said something at some point about how like oh yeah oh it was it was with the myth of everybody lies oh. and you were basically like yes and I was like oh yeah I've totally done that you know if I'd been invited to something yep and I don't oh yeah 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 and I don't really want to go I'll just be like oh I'm busy doing something else though I'm really not. not. <laughs> I am not using my fast skills in the in that moment. Um, because here's the thing. Be truthful does not mean be an asshole. No. Right? Those are separate things. <laughs> being truthful. Um, and, again, at the very least, being truthful to yourself, though. But how fast really means is to also be truthful to the other person. Yep. And it there are varying degrees. You do not have to, I don't know, bear your soul, say everything about everything. <laughs> um, but, you know, to not make up an excuse. Yep. To not, you know, him and ha and just be like, ooh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say a reason that isn't the real reason because saying the real reason is too hard. <laughs> That's what we're wanting to get away from here. Yeah, you can always have yes, less is more. Like, yeah, I can't. Exactly. You don't have to say why you can't. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You don't have to go into everything, which I also can have. A t this is another thing I, I tend to do is that when I'm telling someone no, I do feel like I need to tell them exactly why. Like, uh -huh. I have to explain and justify my no answer. That's a myth that I hold, too. That's not true. I don't need to do that, but I catch myself doing it a lot. Yep. Like, if you're saying no, you better have a damn good reason. And really, the damn good reason is the sticking to your values at the end of the day. I always tend to think um, that you have to have a damn good reason to say yes. That's the way I often help coach uh, people just, uh, with the, the idea of, I don't know. So the particular population that I work with, this is often a way to communicate this idea well, which is, you know, with sex, there's this idea of enthusiastic consent. Like you don't have to have mm -hmm. a good reason to say no. You have to have a good reason to say yes. Yeah. And that's I, a great way of thinking about and it. I, with I try, anything. I, yeah. I try and have people go through life that way. Like, do the things that you enthusiastically consent to. And the other ones are probably all right to have as a default no. You know, with some flexibility around circumstances, right? We all have responsibilities and stuff we have to do that we don't want to. But mm -hmm. for the most part, if someone's like, do you want to go do this thing with me? And your first response is... Uh, I guess I or like I guess I don't have a good reason to say no. Yes, you do, mm -hmm. <laughs> because you don't want to. Anyway, so I do think yep. of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really like that. I'm going to remember that for myself. This idea of an enthusiastic yes, mm -hmm. um, because I was very much raised in a family with my mom in particular that was like, you don't say no to anybody Ugh. ever yep. pretty much around yep. like if they ask you for help or if they invite you to something you always say yes and you need to have a you know a very clear objective reason for why you're saying no mm -hmm. um i don't wanna was not a good enough reason in my household for saying no and i am still working to undo that programming yep. <laughs> in a lot of ways um anyways but bringing it back to this idea of being truthful um is figuring out how to basically convey what your value is and to be fair to yourself and the other person when you're being truthful and to not apologize so this is kind of i think the culmination of it all <laughs> is when you're being truthful is to consider the other three things that we've already talked about and you'll see this in the role play um 
But if you are the kind of person who makes up excuses a lot <laughs> to other people when, you know, you don't want to do something, this is really about trying it on to see how it would feel to be a little more honest for why you're saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, more honest or at least not dishonest. <laughs> not dishonest. Right. Exactly. That's that's really what we're, yeah, trying to get at. Um and and to see how that would feel. And maybe you can think of another example, Kate. The main example I'm thinking of, which is what we're about to do in the role play. So I don't want to do the example of, like, turning someone down for plans. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what we're going to do. But I'm trying to think of other examples. Oh, but it could be something. Um, okay, let's take work. Yep. Right? If you're at work and a coworker is saying, oh, my gosh, can you help me out with blah, blah, blah. Yep, this task can right? work. Can you cover my shift? Oh, there something you go. Something like that. Yep. Um, and you, nope, you don't want to. You need, you need a day off. <laughs> you need to rest, whatever it is. Rather than trying to say something like, oh, no, I can't. I'm going to visit my cousin out of town that day. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Just to throw in the no apologies. Um, you know, all you have to say is, "I'm not. I'm not available to take your shift." Yep. Or you know, um, nope, can't can't do it. <laughs> like you can say, "No, I don't want to." Like, yeah, you can say that. Um, but again, this is sometimes where less is more. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to fabricate a story. Or make make up a reason. All you have to say is, you know, nope. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I I'm not available. I'm even struggling, right? Because it's so within my nature to apologize for me <laughs> to apologize yep. or to say something that isn't truthful. Um, so you know, it's okay to just basically say no. You don't always have to give a reason. Um. Or that kind of a thing. But yeah, I mean, or if a coworker is like, hey, can you help me out with writing up this report that I need to do and blah, 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 blah. But you still have a bunch of your own work to do. Yep. Don't um, sacrifice yourself. Be fair to both of you. <laughs> be fair to both of you. Right. And what would probably be fair in that response is to say, I am not able to help you with your stuff until I finish mine. Yep. I have when to tackle I my stuff mine, first. If I have still have time, yep. I can come help you. But Exactly. Yep. And you don't need to apologize. Yep. <laughs> feel like I keep throwing that as like a bonus. And look, there's no apology there either. <laughs> um, because again, it's it's a revelation to cut out apologies. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are situations where it's like, you don't have to, again, make, make something up for what your reason is. If you're already being fair and sticking to your values, chances are you're also being truthful, hopefully in why you're saying no so yeah cool okay anything else to say about the be truthful kate no i don't think so i think that pretty much covered it i will say that right before we do the role play that uh in the time of covid this is going to seem somewhat anachronistic (laughs) um and for that i don't know we don't apologize. No, uh, it's the, <laughs> it is just, it's from the before times and we still, think yeah, it's this is the role play we, we have done do. in other groups. Yep. So we're going to do it today on the podcast, but yeah, it's not so applicable right now. No. <laughs> As Michelle and I have not seen each other face to face since March. It's been a Hot long minute. time. 
And I miss you. I miss you, too. I'm going to make you that grilled cheese sandwich. It's going to happen one day. Yes, it will. <laughs> For people who've been paying enough attention to the podcast to remember that reference. That was a long time ago. long time ago. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the role play? Okay. All right, I think awesome. I am ready. Let's see how I do with my fast skills. So I don't know. The thing that I like about this, too, is that Michelle and I were legitimately co-workers for a long time before. So that's always the setting that I imagine doing this in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at work. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hey, Kate. So I don't know if you know this, but Thursdays are ladies night at that bar that I've been wanting to take you to for ages. I was oh. thinking we should go out tonight. Uh, I, I'm not really up for going out tonight, Kate. Oh, but we've talked about going to this bar for ages and no cover because ladies night. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't ever want to go. I, I'm just not up for going tonight. Today's been a super long day and I'm just really sensing I need to go home and just watch a movie with my cat. And that's what I need tonight more than going out. There's always tomorrow for cat cuddles. Tomorrow doesn't have free cover. <laughs> Maybe we can consider it next week, but for tonight, I this is what I need tonight. <laughs> oh, it was just a long right. day. I guess there is a Thursday every week. Yeah, I'm definitely down to consider it in the future. Um, but yeah, this week, not for me. Okay. All right. Well, have fun with the cat. Thanks. I will. Oh. <laughs> By the way, my cat's name is Tabitha. For listeners, I do have a cat. <laughs> I keep wondering if people have heard Jin at all this episode, because he has come out to the door of the room a couple of times and just sat in the hallway meowing. That Jin. I know. <laughs> I need to post a picture of him or something in the face. We should probably both. We could both post pictures oh, of her. Yeah! Kitty pictures. Let's do it this week. I'm going to make a note to myself. We'll post kitty pictures in the Facebook group. Oh my gosh. I bet everybody will post their own (laughs) pet pictures. It'll be adorable. Oh yeah. Good idea. I love it. I like it. Anyway. Also, just because I know I talk about Jin a lot because he's so talkative and always wants to be wherever it is that the podcast recording is happening. All right. Well, well, how did I do, Michelle? Kate? What's, oh, you did great. You didn't apologize. I know. Um, I think you were good at being honest. It did feel like you were fair to me because you were saying that, you know, we could have a fair shake. We could do it another time. You weren't just being like, fuck off. Um, yeah. That might have been harder, honestly, if let's say deep down inside, because the way I was thinking of it, right? It's not that I didn't want to do ladies night. It's not that I never want to go out with Kate yep. after work. But that day, I was not up for it. And it was most important for me to stick to what's important to me of, like, taking care of myself, going home, relaxing. I am an introvert in real life. Um, (laughs) That that would be what I needed to recharge. It probably would be harder if I just was not into this bar if I you know (laughs) if you were like ladies night every week and I just hated the idea entirely oh you know then what would I say that's another way I could have pushed you I could have been like you've said no the last three weeks in a row (laughs) oh my god then what I I didn't push her too much I was trying to push just enough to be annoying. (laughs) But maybe the way, now that I'm thinking of it, maybe the way that that could have played out is basically saying something of like, yeah, you know, you've mentioned a few times you really want to go to this bar and going there is just not my scene. 
it's it seems like it's good from what i know of it and i've heard things from other people it just seems like it's gonna be too loud and going out too late and maybe we could get lunch sometime instead that would be much more my style to hang much out with my you speed. <laughs> yeah like maybe that's something i could say if it's just like, like oh you know, i never want to go out with Kate to this bar yep 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 <laughs> no i think the only thing i mean you did give i think you gave an okay amount of explanation i think it did sort of show that we're we have a relationship i think you could have given less less explanation if i were just like I don't know, random person just at the office that was trying day. to get everybody yeah, to go <laughs> yeah. today. I'm not rounding up all the ladies in the office to go to this thing. You should join us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then it could have just been a oh, long day, not up for it. Like, not mm-hmm. a, not more explanation. But no, I think, it, I think you did good. Stuck to your guns. Thanks. Didn't apologize. It's really good to not apologize. <laughs> yeah, to be like, oh, Kate, I'm sorry, you know. Blah, 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 blah. I have nothing to apologize for when I've had a long day at work and just want to go home and chill. That's not a thing to apologize for. Not a thing to apologize for. So, Michelle, what's our homework? Okay, so homework this week is going to be to try to practice fast if a situation arises for you in your life. Um, If you do have um, something come up where you're being asked to do something that you don't want to do, to say no in a fast sort of way. Um, and, and also, again, this, this can be things where, even though we talk about this a lot with saying no, that's the most common way where we're like, do fast when you're saying no to something. But just in general, if there's something in your life that's, I don't know, really important to you to talk about, figuring out how to talk about it in this kind of a way. Um, so it doesn't ha- just have to be for well, yeah, some there's no like boundary things. settings, like setting boundaries can be more complex than just saying no mm-hmm. about a thing. So yep. it's also good for and any also, kind of boundary setting. These, these principles of fast can very much apply to Deer Man too. Oh, Deer yeah. Man and fast, there's some crossover in terms of like what you're doing or what pieces to pull from with each one. Um, so try this out if you do find yourself in a situation where you do want to stick to your values and assert yourself like this. Um, But no matter what, (laughs) for homework, I can almost guarantee that you may catch yourself apologizing unnecessarily for something (laughs) at least once this week. So at the very least, try to work on the A part of fast um, and work on apologizing less, even if you're not having to do the whole skill. Say no to something. Yeah. Um, practice apologizing less. If you, I don't know. Again, I gave so many examples earlier. I feel like I'm exampled out. But, <laughs> you know, if you if you spill milk, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious, spilling milk. Don't yeah, cry. If you're, if you're sitting at the table and you, and you knock your milk over and your reactions go, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, you know. Maybe see if you could be like, oh, gosh, oops, I did not mean to do that. Let's clean it up. Yep. <laughs> Try right. to see if you can say something other than I'm sorry. So, I like that's it. That's the homework. I like it. And now it is awkward self-promotion time. Your turn this week. My turn this week. Always my favorite. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Kate. Hi. I thought so. Be oh, true, be true. Oh, I was going there. The- uh-huh. <laughs> Same brain, one brain. Uh, yep. So, first of all, uh, send us all of the emails. We love emails, so do it. Uh, email address is dbtandmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, 
We uh, super appreciate anybody and everybody who wants to join us and help support us on our Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash dbtandme, all one word. Uh, speaking of awesome human beings who are supporting us through our Patreon, we want to say a quick thank you to Sophia and Mindy, who are recent... Thanks, Sophia and Mindy! Thank you! Recent supporters yeah i was gonna say people who signed on recently i don't know quite what i, I should probably know more about that supporters term. supporters thank you for supporting us uh and uh our etsy store which you can just go to etsy and search for dbt and me we have new products up pretty regularly michelle's pretty awesome about that uh i think we're finally able to get stuff for the etsy shop. t-shirts and sweatshirts which is mm-hmm. exciting um so you know we know all all of us need wait do i I don't want to promote a thing do we have one already that says don't be a dick to yourself yeah yeah everyone needs there that are shirt. sweatshirts right? and t-shirts Woo! that we need say it. stop being a dick to yourself yeah uh anyway so etsy woo-hoo. uh and last but certainly not least uh give us a rate and a review on apple podcasts if that is how you are listening to us did i get everything Yay. i think you did I got everything okay Awesome job. Um, so before we start closing moment, um, just because of the possibility for banging in the background on my end, normally I say goodbye to you all at the end. I'm going to say goodbye now <laughs> and stop the recording on my end. And Kate's just going to take it from here with the closing moment. Okay. I think Michelle has now bowed out for the moment. And let's do our closing moment. So, usually this is the point where I would have everybody get kind of cozy and comfortable, but we're going to do it a little bit differently today. Uh, However you are, whether it's sitting or standing, I'd like you to take a moment and, I don't know, sit up straighter. Hold yourself with a sense of pride, with a sense of confidence. This probably looks like having your back straight. This might look like having your shoulders a little bit down and back, your chin pointing straight forward, or maybe even a little bit up. Just literally embodying a sense of competence, not competence, confidence, (laughs) no competence too, and pride in the moment. While you're holding your body in this way, I want you to go ahead and also bring to mind an image of yourself that's going to, I don't know, represent your most confident way of being. So this can encompass so much. Pay attention in this visualization to what are you wearing? Now, because this is just in your mind, your most confident self could be everything from naked to in a business suit to wearing a superhero costume. It doesn't matter, right? Whatever it is that helps you hold yourself with that sense of strength and pride and confidence, something that matches that posture that you're holding right now. Pay attention to your body language in this visualization, how you're standing, you know, be sure at the very least not to be slumped, not to be looking away. Um, You can also go a little bit silly with it. You can plant your hands on your hips in a superhero pose or hold your arms up to the sky. Again, whatever helps you feel powerful, whatever helps you feel confident and 
ready to take things on. Take a moment and look at your face in this visualization. What does your facial expression look like when you're sitting in this well of confidence, when you're drinking in this sense of your own strength and pride? How does that show up on your face? Once you have this image of yourself really solidified in your mind's eye, and now that you've sat for a minute or two in this really sat or stood in this really confident posture, I want you to take a moment to notice how that feels in your body. Where do you notice it? Do certain muscle groups feel more tense or more relaxed? Is there a sense of energy or excitement somewhere in your chest or in your abdomen? Do you notice that you're smiling or that your facial expression has changed as we've gone through this exercise? Just take a moment to check in. What is it like? How does it feel? What do you like about it? How can you better access this moving forward? Because one of the reasons that I want you to really have this this picture, this image of yourself in your mind is as something that you can reference later. If you're going into a conflict or a hard conversation, if you're having to face a time and a place where you need this confidence, whether that be because you're saying no to something that someone wants or because you're going after something you want yourself, like a promotion or a job offer or asking someone out. Take a moment and bring this image to mind. Whatever you're wearing, however you're standing, however your facial expression was, bring it all back and use it as a reference and also as a, as a support, as a boost to be able to carry the energy and the feelings from this moment and from that visualization into whatever situation you're moving into. So just take this time, I'm going to be quiet for just a moment here and really sit with how this feels for your body, how this feels for you emotionally. Just do this nice little check-in for a moment before we let go of this vision. Now, if you feel like you've had enough, you can go ahead and you know, move your posture around a little bit. You can roll your shoulders, your neck or wrist or ankles, stretch however feels good to you. Uh, or if you want to hang out in that position and in that visualization a little longer, you can go ahead and do that too. But whenever you feel ready, I invite you to open your eyes, come back to the room, back to the moment. And see if you can't carry a little bit of the sense of confidence with you into the rest of your day. Thanks so much, everybody. From Michelle and I, have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll get back to you next week. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.